That was Montreal-based rockers The Damn Truth with Lonely, my favorite track off their latest album Now or Nowhere. The Damn Truth is made up of Lila Baum on lead vocals and guitar, Tom Schemer on lead guitar and vocals, P.Y. Letelier on bass and vocals, and Dave Traina on drums and vocals. The band has been around for the better half of a decade, and Now or Nowhere is their third full-length album. Their sound is kind of timeless. If I didn't know about them and heard it on the radio, I would think that they were one of the great bands of the classic rock era. And this new album just sounds fantastic. And it's no wonder, because it was mostly produced by Canadian Hall of Fame inductee Bob Rock, who has produced some of Rock's greatest albums, working with some of Rock's greatest bands like Metallica, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Brian Adams. The list just goes on and on and on. I got to chat with the entire band, which I don't get to always do, so that was pretty exciting. And I got some insight into the making of the album, what it was like working with the legend that is Bob Rock. And I got some cool background stories on a couple of the songs. I even got to ask Leela and Tom's son Ben a question or two towards the end of the interview. I learned that the youngster is already collecting vinyl and has started playing the drums. So we'll have to keep tabs on him because something tells me he'll be following in his parents' footsteps. Here's my chat with The Damn Truth. Okay, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Here's Tom. Here's P.Y. Howdy. Hey, this guys. Is Frankie. How's it going? I, it's going well. How are you guys doing? Yeah. We're very excited. Tomorrow's launch day, so we're, we're hyped up. We're, we're at the cusp of it. Everyone gets to hear this amazing record. I'm so excited for the world. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, you've been enjoying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been listening to it like a bunch of times. I like... Yeah, uh, we'll get into it in a little bit, uh, but <laughs> awesome, yeah, man. I had a hard time picking my favorite song. <laughs> it just kept getting cool. better. <laughs> uh, cool. That's okay, awesome, so seeing as we are on a bit of a time crunch, uh, I'll just jump right into it. My first question, uh, Lee, is for you. Yep. Where did you get those cool glasses? <laughs> That's a great story, actually. It's the company who originally made uh, one pair for Prince. And they were, uh, were not allowed to make any more pairs. It was part of like their deal with him until he passed away. And after he did, uh, they reached out to, to me. I don't even know how. And they asked me if I wanted some pairs. And I said, yes, <laughs> I'd, lo I'd, love, I'd love some pairs of glasses. That's so cool. They, they sent me two. They've got, got these in blue and in green as well. I'm oh, very, that's awesome. I, I wear them proudly. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Cool. I just had to know. I, they're like the most unique glasses I've seen in a long time. So thank you. Yeah, you can you can see Prince had like I think just like his last tour or whatever. That was his tour poster. He had the just before right. he passed. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, th so this podcast was kind of birthed out of uh, out of necessity because I wasn't able to go backstage to interview people. Um, so the big question. Hopefully, I won't have to. This won't have to be the first question for everyone going much further, but uh, how has the pandemic been going for you guys? How, how are you? Well, the first, uh, you know, the first couple of months were shock and, uh, you know, everything, the, the whole gamut of, of, of feelings of uh, fear and depression and the unknown. 
And then we sort of like shook ourselves and said, well, we got to keep making music. We just, you know, even if we can't see each other, we've been in, living in a van together for like four years straight. And even though we can't continue doing that and like making music together, we have to find a way to do it. So we started doing like from, from home sessions where we would, you know, pass the tracks on one to each other. And then once a week we would release a song like that. Uh, and that sort of gave us the momentum to continue, you know, okay, we can do this. We can finish this album that we started uh, with Bob just before lockdown. We can finish it. We can release it. It gave us, uh, it gave us the push that we needed to, to keep going. For sure. Yeah. And then, uh, then of course, uh, the TikTok account, uh, I guess was like pre COVID, but really, no, no, it, it was, it was actually like that two weeks after, like once oh, we were okay. in isolation, that's when we started. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that that's uh, that was a lot of fun when uh, when doing the research. I was just I was like, oh, cool. I'll check some of these covers out. Thinking I'd just like check out one or two. I ended up watching all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, your your range is absolutely insane. I mean, like you could you could sing like anyone you want to. I, I think it was um, your rendition of White Rabbit. Like, just gave me chills. I was just like, oh, holy crap, what is going on? <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Well, that's that's definitely one of my favorite songs in the world to sing. I absolutely adore that song. It's always like that was like the song that that really like hooked me into psychedelic rock. It was that that was that's the song that opened my mind. So for me, it'll always be uh, a cherished song to sing. I'm glad you you, you felt it. Thanks. Yeah, it's actually yeah. the first uh, the first songs we loved you did, too. That's right. When yeah, we, yeah. Uh, first started jamming together again after a month of being depressed that was the first song and uh, you can hear it in Lila's voice she's quite happy to be singing again <laughs> oh that's awesome that's so cool uh how is Ben doing oh he's very good thank you for asking he's uh we put him in the other room with a drum set and some headphones and he's having a blast oh cool are the rules pretty similar in Quebec that uh schools are shut down and oh actually well actually uh, Quebec kept school as a priority and they've been open since September so it was last year that he was out for three months and home okay. with us for for the yeah those those three those last three months of school but this year they're in school but we got we got schools but we also got a curfew so yeah. up until a week ago we uh since Christmas we've been uh on curfew so we had to be home at 8 p.m every night oh wow yeah. I think they're I think they're trying to do that in Ontario, but like without calling it a curfew, they're just like, oh, all the stores are just magically closed at eight. I guess you have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Ontario too. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. oh, it's already done. We can't do anything we about, do anything it. about, about it. it. Oh well. We'll go home then. <laughs> that's so good. Well, I uh, I guess we should jump into the album. As you mentioned, we're right on the cusp of it coming out. Uh drops tomorrow. Album is called Now or Nowhere. It's your third album. And as I mentioned, uh, first off, I just wanted to commend you on such an incredible album. It just sounds, it's honestly one of the most well-produced albums I've heard in a very long time. And with with good reason, the legendary Bob, uh, Bob Rock uh, produced most of it. I would love to know how that came to be, how, how you got hooked up with him, and then how exciting that first phone call was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you guys, I want to start. Dave, start it off. I mean, for us, when it came time to start to like thinking about, you know, record producers, you know, we knew we wanted to produce a record here in Canada. And I mean, Bob was just basically at the top of the kind of like the dream list that we had drafted. And, you know, uh, it was kind of, you know, we decided we wanted to, 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 to dream big. And so, so we, we wanted to reach out to Bob. And, you know, luckily we had kind of like, uh, 
a way to get, you know, maybe not to him, but at least like to his team, you know, our, our, um, our current manager kind of worked with Bob many, many, many years ago. So he kind of always had like this thing, this card in his back pocket that he's like, you know, we can, we can reach out, but it's got to be right. It's got to be with the right songs because you only get one shot. We send something to him, you know, we got to send him the right songs. So, I mean, we pestered our manager for months after our demos were done. It was just like, come on, man, let's send these songs. We got the songs, we got the songs. And he was, you know, he was just trying to push us to see if we could like bang out a, a few other ones. But I mean, like all the demo process was done for the music. And, and you know, through our manager, we reached out to, to their team and we got a reply really, really, really quick. It seems that that same day he listened to the songs and that same day he reached back out to us and said, hey, you know, I love the songs. Let's work together. And we started to make arrangements to get into the studio. And it was only, you know, months later that we actually got into the studio. But it, it only took a few hours to get like that kind of like response from him that he was interested in the project, interested in the band and, and wanting to, to go to, to work with us, basically. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How did that how did that first phone call go hearing hearing <laughs> Bob's voice at the other end? It was crazy because it's, it's such a familiar voice, even though you, we never spoke to him before. It kind of felt like, you know we knew who he was, you know, but there was also like, um, a lot of anxiety and maybe a little bit of fear because <laughs> you never know, you know, you hear, you hear so many stories that like horror stories, Oh, you know, Bob Rock is going to really change who you are, or he's going to take your music to like different places. Maybe you don't want to go to. And there was all of that too in the background, you know, but that we just like didn't really want to believe it, but we didn't know. And after like, you know, a few seconds of like just talking to him on the phone, he was like, you know, Yesterday, I was uh, in, in my car with uh, the drummer from the Paul McCartney band, and we were going to see the new Spider-Man movie or whatever. I don't remember what it was. And uh, we're listening to Led Zeppelin 1, and we decided to skip the movie and just listen to the whole album. And in the parking in lot. In the parking lot. <laughs> and when I listened to the album, it really reminded me, it really kind of, you know, it kind of like, uh, he made the connection between Led Zeppelin 1 and the Damn Truth, and it was like, this is the kind of album that I want to make for you guys. And, and when he said that, like, all the barriers kind of, like, melted away, and it felt like we're in good hands. And, there was uh, no fear anymore. We we, under, we understood each other, you know? Yeah. Totally. And he's like such a good Canadian boy. When we met him later in the studio, same feeling again. You know, you're going to, fuck, I'm going to have to play guitar in front of this guy, you know? It's like <laughs> the best guitar players in the world play guitar in front of this guy. And I, now <laughs> it's my turn, you know? And uh, there's, there's definitely like was a moment of, of anxiety there. But like, he's such a cool guy. And he's just, he's like one of us, you know? He's like a band guy that's just... Yeah. Been doing it for years. Such a good vibe. Good Canadian boy. Where the yeah. best. Cool, cool. Just out of curiosity, someone, someone like Bob. What does he bring to the table? He's got to have like a, a, so many tricks up his sleeve. He brings the entire table, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, man, I mean, the, it's like you don't know where to start because on one hand, it's it's the incredible like uh, expertise that he had in terms of the miking, in terms of like giving us, you know, the full, like, full, uh, full use of all these incredible microphones. Like, he's, like, making the first day, like, let me try, like, all whatever I, I wanted to try and see what you want. And, then, okay, this is Bono's mic. This is this. This is Frank Sinatra's mic. I'm like, oh, awesome. It's, like, that's the same model. And he's like, no, 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 this is the actual mic that, oh, that wow. Frank Sinatra sang on. So that was the one I ended up recording the album on. I mean, no it was just... Way incredible incredible so if one thing there's that there's the incredible expertise the incredible gear there's his incredible vast knowledge of music and above all i think it's it's the the way he like he is as a person his his character and the way what he gets out of you mm -hmm. is the stuff that you didn't even know you had like I, I i really really can't believe like the stuff that that 
came out of me in that in those sessions. I think of all of us. I think we were all pushed to our limits without and it wasn't in a in a in a <laughs> it wasn't in a bad way. You know, you think when you're you being when you're really. being yeah, <laughs> when you're being put, yeah, we were tricked into, into <laughs> it was all magic, man. It was all magic. I, it was very hard to pinpoint how we how we got to that. But I mean, it, it just did. I think it, it's, it's his character, his charisma, the fact that he's Bob Rock and you're going to listen to him. And we were there to listen and learn. We were really there to embrace everything and try everything. We, we weren't there to like start, oh, no, let's impose our ideas. I mean, if, if we already did that, then what do we need Bob for? You know, it's, right. Uh, yeah. We were <laughs> Whatever he did, it was almost kind of like a chess match. You know, it's like uh, the player moves two, three little guys, and then all of a sudden, like, the game is over. I mean, <laughs> he would, you know, he would suggest a few little things on each song, and then we would play it two, three times, and the sound would just explode out of the speakers, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little tempos or arrangement changes or feel changes. I mean, he, he's really focused on just making the songs, like, feel, feel as great as possible. And it, it was very transparent, you know, whatever he was proposing or suggested was very, I don't want to say mundane, but I mean, the result was the, the, the result, the changes after every step was just like explosive, you know, so he knows what, what, what is needed to make a song, you know, really just elevate um, just the way the song sounds and feels, you know? Yeah, he was very yeah. focused on the vibe, you know, like, how do you feel when you listen to this part? And he wouldn't let one second of music feel dull, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that. Everything you guys are saying that comes through, that absolutely comes awesome. through when you when you listen to the album. It's, uh, I mean, it's such a, it's such a step up. You guys were great before, but like now you have this, and it just it just sounds like I don't know. It just sounds incredible. It just thank you, man. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I can't keep. Uh, yeah, I gotta stop stop <laughs> kissing ass here. But <laughs> so unfortunately, I uh, I also read that these sessions were cut short and not the full album was done by Bob. What three tracks were done back in Montreal? Everything fades, shot him, the fire, and the fire. Okay, that's interesting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now this is probably going to be a bit tough uh, to answer, but uh, maybe we can go through if there's different answers. But what is everyone's like favorite song off the new album? I really like. Uh, I'll go first here. I really like, uh, and I'm super proud of the song "Tomorrow." Um, okay. I, uh, this the song was written really relatively super quick, um, and it's just like such a hopeful message to it. Um, that just, I, th I think, really comes through and the song really transformed in the studio too with Bob and just the, the way Leah sings on it and uh, I love the guitar riff and everything about that song when I listen to it, it makes me feel good and I think that's it's the kind of vibe that we wanted on the record and with this song and Only Love, the, you know, I think they are the, the standout tracks for me on that record. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, I have... Uh a very uh, strong love to Lonely. Like it, it used to be this stripped down, like super just me a cappella singing this song. And we, when we brought it to Bob, that's what we had recorded. It was just me. <laughs> and, and he said, I love it. Let's make it into a band track. And we said, great, how do we do that? <laughs> because there was, we just didn't know. And we tried so many variations. And then eventually it was the one song that really uh, was born with Bob, like, um, He's just sort of helped us direct it, put it together. Okay, Tom, you play a little lick. Do I play this little thing? And it just happened. And within like 10, 15 minutes, the song was done. 
And, wow. and that's really what was captured. And, and I love it. I love that magic. And I love the fact that it brings me back to the session. Every time I hear it, I really remember what it felt like that first time, you know, that we played it together. And it was like, wow, how the hell did that happen? This was just an, <laughs> this was an acapella song. So it was very, okay, very cool. cool. So smooth, lonely. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just a constant uh, kettle of change. So uh <laughs> For the first few weeks, This Is Who We Are Now was my favorite track because, uh, you know, just all that energy and just the bombastic fucking Led Zeppelin one drums. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, I think uh, today it's tomorrow and only love because we've okay. been practicing the songs for a show and we have all these back harmonies and stuff. And it's it's a lot of work and it's really, really fun to be jamming those songs. And uh, I'm just so excited to play them live. So today, those two are my... Uh, my go-tos. Cool. My favorites, uh, Look Innocent. Uh, when we were going into the studio session, I was just kind of like nervous because it's there's a lot going on on the drums. It's such a dynamic song. We take it, I think some of the lowest, uh, not the lowest, but I mean like the softest like dynamics on the drums are in that song and, and some of the most like complicated drum parts. And I, when we were queuing it up to play for Bob, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to do this song now, you know? <laughs> and... It just came out so awesome. I'm really proud of it. It's a very challenging song for me. And when I hear it back, I'm like, I'm very, very, very satisfied with that song. Lou's vocal performance is incredible. The bridge on that song just like gives me shivers every time we play it. Just love that one. Cool. I totally know what you mean with how your favorite songs can kind of change on a day-to-day basis. So I, I wrote down my my top three from today, just listening to the album again. <laughs> Lonely, Lonely has actually always stayed. That's like my number one. I really, really connected with that song. And I'm hearing a bit of the background but with it now. I'm just like, yeah, I totally get why now. The fire is incredible too. And just like that, I, uh, yeah, those those are the ones that really hit me today on, on my- uh, What's your favorite? Everything fades. Everything fades. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I also thought it was really cool that like a lot, some of the songs on this, on this album had uh, some interesting backstories with them. Uh, and I think, I believe it was Lonely had to do with that, that awful uh, van fire that happened. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Can, can you tell me what happened? Well, it happened in Ontario. So, I mean, <laughs> ah, so it's Doug's fault. fault. <laughs> no, no. It was our first tour with this guy. Yeah. And we were literally five days into the tour. And while we were on the road, it just like disaster struck in Sault Ste. Marie. We had just gassed up. Leela smells something. We look to our left. Cars, people in their cars are waving us down frantically. So we pull off and within like a minute, the van is ablaze. It's like front to back. There's a very compelling video on YouTube that you can see of our van on fire. Oh my God. All of our personal items, our clothes, uh, all that stuff that's in the van, everything's just burning. It's going up in flames, you know? And and during that tour, I mean, there was just like, uh, you know, there was this this song that we were composing in the, while we were in the van, Lonely. You know, it kind of was born in that, in that moment, you know? Uh, in the motel that night after the after that disaster i mean take it away yeah yeah i mean we, we we just were ready to like try to pack up and leave but we were on a motel on the side of the road with our trailer that was the only thing that was that was kept we had no wheels there was nothing attached to the trailer and we had to try to find a way to get back to montreal you know and that night we just put together a gofundme uh hoping you know to get a few bucks to rent a van to get back to you know back home and when we woke up the next morning, you know, to our incredible surprise and and I don't even know how to express it. It was like shock, in, and joy. shock. yeah. Well, there was enough money to like 
you know, rent two vehicles and like continue this, continue the journey, you know, not go back, like actually continue the tour, buy everything that we needed, all the clothes and whatever was gone and, you know, re, re, re you know, so it was just, it was, it's very hard to explain because even now I'm so emotional. The fact that like the next morning like, we had Ben with us, who was three years old. And so there was a car seat outside of our hotel room, just waiting for us, like new diapers and clothes and, you know, oh the, the whole community around uh heard about it and 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 helped and then the whole can the whole like canadian rock and roll community came to our aid so it was that was like I think, the moment where we were really like reborn and understand and un we understood how what an incredible tight-knit the rock and roll community is and how thankful we are to be a part of it and it's just it was it was an, like from a horrible situation a really really incredible realization came about and that's you know that that love and that sense of community and caring for each other and i think throughout the, the rest of the tour every night i would sing lonely and i would dedicate it to everybody you know to the people who helped to the people that you know came that are, to came to the show you know mm -hmm. the fact after all this had happened so it turned into a really really special uh, special song right right that is that's just such a tribute to uh to your fans and just people that love your music to just help out like that it, it's so lovely how music can just make people do that just out of the love of 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 the music and and yeah. the band and just step up that's such a beautiful story it's, I think it's also funny because it's um not funny but like uh you know like some of like the those um communities up north in canada in general are so small you know and mm -hmm. like, that definitely that story made uh, headline news when it happened and when we're coming uh when we're driving back uh, to Vancouver to make our record with Bob, we drove from Montreal to Vancouver, obviously, to make the record. Um, we got pulled over by the cops, and P.O.A. was driving, so you can tell you the story a bit better. But, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up, because Tom was actually just finished his, like, six-hour shift. We, were taking, we had 52 hours to drive, and, you know, we had to get there on time because we had four days to record six songs. So right from the get-go, we were on overdrive. So I'm going 150. It's fucking, you know, the Great Lakes Highway, two lanes, trees on both sides. What are the cops even doing there? I have no idea. <laughs> so we're ripping, you know, in those hills. And then, the, sure enough, the blue and red lights show up. And we're like, shit, we're pretty far from Sault Ste. Marie. In my head, I'm like, let's hope we can, like, wheel the, weave the story and help them remember who we are, you know? Right. <laughs> sure enough, there were two really, really nice young cops and... Uh, we just started talking to them. I explained the situation. I'm like, do you guys like the Black Album? Do you know the Black Album? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, we're going to record with Bob Rock. And we need to get there tomorrow, you know? And they were like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, show us one of your songs. If uh, You're going pretty fast, so if we like your music, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. So I pulled up a YouTube video, and they went to the car with my phone. <laughs> and they came, they listened to the whole song. It was so long. Me and Dave were like, oh, fuck, they're writing us a ticket. Tom wakes up, what's going on? The camera guy's in the back, like, smirking. And finally, they come back, hand the phone, they're like, have a good drive, boys. And I swear, I spit off at 150 still, because I was like, we got to get to Bob Rock, man. <laughs> it was a Wayne's World moment, if ever we had one of those. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> The other song I think that I uh, I read about that had uh, just an interesting take on it was uh, "This Is Who We Are Now." Correct me if I'm wrong, but there were were lyrics not really written down for this. You just went into the booth and just went for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing was like the song was with us throughout the tour in terms of the the riff 
and the melody line of the chorus, like the hook. Oh, the this lyrics. is who we are now. But like the lyric and the, yeah, this is who we are now. Just was, the chorus. That was it. It was our motto. Tom heard it while driving in the middle of the night through Texas somewhere. He told BY, take out your phone, record this. It's going to be something. And then it ended up being like our slogan, you know, this is who we are now. No matter what happened in our world, this is who we are now. We could fit it to anything. We got ripped off. Oh, this is who we are now, guys. Or, you know, we had a great show. This is who we are now, people. You know, it was just, it was turned, it was that and then when we got back back to montreal and we felt okay we got to do something with this so the guys started get the groove going it was like they just it just started to feel really good in the studio i remember i jumped on the mic i hadn't written another word uh and everything just came out it just well here's ben you can say hi to frankie hey ben, Hello, frankie. Hi, ben. nice to meet you <laughs> Nice to meet you too. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, one second, one second, one second. I'm in the middle of my story, and then, um, yeah. Well, basically, I did. I finished. I told it, didn't I? So I just no. jumped. I, no, I jumped on the mic. Yeah. I jumped on the mic, and I just spat out the word, the first thing that came to mind, and it ended up being the words, like the lyrics that stayed for all the verses. It just came out. It was That's one of those one of those moments, you know. Wow. It's it pretty special. It was, it was crazy. There's a point at when we're like listening to it, we're listening back to it, and it's like. Yeah, what did I say there? Write it down. Okay, cool. I was like, what? The, the tape, man. It was the tape. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's magic. so cool. Yeah, that when that magic just happens on the floor, like uh, that's just such a special moment. You you got to try and bottle it, you know? And I think like you, you managed to do that for the rest of the album too. So that's that's incredible. Can you tell me what it feels like having having an album coming out and then not really being able to immediately go out on tour to support it? Is that That's got to be pretty scary. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, we've been thinking about this a lot lately and we're, you know, we're, we're going through the motions of doing everything we can in terms of media, in terms of interviews, but it really feels weird that we're not doing this face-to-face, -face, going to play a show in Toronto right now, you know, mm -hmm. it's definitely very, very strange. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to just stay hopeful and stay positive. Like, we can't get, you know, pulled back because of this, where we know there's a show booked for, you know, February 2022 in the UK. We've got a whole tour that we're going to do there and hopefully there'll be a lot more. It's just a matter of world opening up. I have a feeling it will. Uh, we have to keep hopeful. We have just announced a live stream concert, which we're working towards. That's going to be worldwide in June. You know, we just got to, we're doing everything we can. We're reinventing the rule books. Uh, yes, it's super stressful. Exactly. I'm not going to be, not going to be, uh, <laughs> but, like last year, <laughs> but like last year, you know, we take that stress and we pour it into something new. And this time we, uh, instead of doing songs we love, we're doing a week in the damn life. Mm -hmm. So we started this new project, which we've never done before, but we all became video editors overnight. And now we're <laughs> recording our personal rockumentary, which answers your question, like re releasing a record in 2021. Who the fuck does that? And that's our whole our spiel, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Just know about nothing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, the videos are so fun and, and cool to go, well, they're obviously sad with content, but uh, just <laughs> such, <laughs> such a great idea and uh, just very, very watchable, for sure. It's just, you know, like with our band, it's uh, not, nothing has ever been like uh, handed to us on a silver platter. It's like, oh, here's a big label and a bunch of, uh, you money. know, money and, uh, and uh, built-in fans or whatever. It's like everything that we kind of built for ourselves was done by like going out there playing some nights to like five to seven people, you know, right. and making fans, converting them one by one. And I think we built kind of a really cool community around us by doing stuff that we want to do that we think is cool. And like songs we love, we thought that was cool. Um, you know, a weekend of them life, it's something that, you know, if right. I saw another band do it, I would watch it. You know, I thought it was pretty cool, but it's all kind of like substitute to 
what we really love doing, which is like, yeah, playing the show is great, but it's like the after, after show, you know, it's like meeting the people from all walks of life, from any, everywhere in the country or in the world at this point. And just, you know, getting those stories and getting those connections because in the end of the day, yeah, it's a career. We, we make, uh, we make some sort of a living out of like uh, music, but, but the, the truth of the matter is that like, this is here to solve our loneliness, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, being on, being on the road and, uh, and meeting all these people, it's kind of, it's kind of the point, you know? So I, I really miss it personally and I can't wait to, to get on the road again. For sure. For sure. We can't wait to see you on the road again. That's, uh, that's for sure too. Uh, okay. I know we are pretty much out of time, so I'll, uh, just skip to the end here. Uh, I always ask my, uh, my guests this, um, again, just, uh, to deal with the pandemic. I always love knowing who, uh, my guests have been listening to the most to get them through the the hardest times. Good question. I think, I mean, it, it changes a lot. I listen to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I'm really, <laughs> when I'm really needing that pickup, it's, it's either Bob Dylan or Neil Young. I don't know the, the way the, the songwriting of those guys, the, the, the endearing voice, like both Neil Young and Bob Dylan, they have such, you know, crazy voices. I mm-hmm. absolutely love them. They're not like the beautiful, nice, like uh, yeah. they just have that voice that touches me, that makes me cry on a dime. And I, if, if I need to cry, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm going to listen to. If I need to get it out, this is what I'm going to listen to. And I, I just love it. Uh, those are my two, my cool. go-tos. Do you want to do it? Or? I've been listening to such a wide range of things lately, you know, discovering new bands and, you know, going back to my, my classics that make me feel good. Uh, geez, I guess in terms of the new stuff I've been listening to, I uh, discovered this band, uh, Blues Pills, which is kind of cool. They're out of Sweden. Uh, but otherwise, I've been listening to a lot of Free and, uh, you know, Zeppelin and ACDC, back with Bon Scott and all that, that good stuff. Cool. I guess, yeah, you kind of answered it for me. Um, but I, I also am always interested to find out how people go about finding new music, like so the new up-and-comers and then just uh for everyone maybe like what is the latest and greatest find someone new to you that you're that you're really into right now um there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of really cool bands like i i'm really into like the the new rock and roll revival greta van fleet and um, dirty honey and whatever yeah um i also really like the new uh, foo fighters album obviously it's uh the foo fighters at this point is like a legacy band but uh they they still put out like mainstream rock killer records you know every every album has, has, have. Some, mm-hmm. has hits on it that i uh, really love and i uh i, tr- I try to, to listen to as much as i can you know it's like uh, sometimes uh, I, I got spotify on shuffle and just like let it run you know i discovered something new today on shom uh on shom 97.7 they were playing fucking bono's kids band uh that's called inhaler Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just heard like a snippet of a song and I can't wait to go listen to it. You know, I only heard a snippet, but it excited me. I was like, holy shit. Holy yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, it's like, sick, man. Listen listen to check that. it out. I yeah. I haven't heard it either, but it's, I did hear about them talking about it today. I got excited. So I'm glad you asked me that question because it reminded me there is exciting stuff happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Music never stops. Never. Cool. Uh, all right. And now I this will be the last question. This one's for Ben, actually. Ben, you have a question? Yeah. Ben, do you have the coolest parents in the world? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, yeah. And you know, uh, you know what I'm interested in? What? 
I like colored vinyls. Oh, cool. What's your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is the King's Arthur. Okay, yeah, that's a great one. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much for taking Thank the time so to chat with me. I'll let you get to your so next one. Let's uh, see you in Toronto. Yeah, can't wait. Gotta have can't beers, wait. Frankie. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Take care, man. Bye. Much love, Cheers, guys. Bye, everyone. Cheers, man. Bye. Bye.